Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle, uh huh, how are you today? I don't know. I'm fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're you're sporting a new fancy microphone. Yeah, I am. <laughs> why does why does having a different microphone make you so uncomfortable? Oh no, just it's a new thing. That's that someone bought for me so it's it wasn't someone it was me you're not someone now no i'm i'm nobody and now i'm sad thanks for that michelle <laughs> uh, back to the depression i go um so i guess i want to i wanted to talk about right off the bat um that unfortunately i got some not so great news yesterday mm-hmm. And I just wanted to talk about it. Uh, oh, the chat's working now. Um, so, um, uh, Patty Steven said soothing. Yeah, that new that that countdown I used this week was very soothing. Uh, Chris Weaver said she should host the show today. Yeah, really, Michelle, you're up. Okay. I mean, we're just gonna sit here though, and I'm gonna talk talk about how I feel about that countdown that we just did. How do you feel about that countdown? Um, weird. <laughs> like, I, I didn't understand. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, wow, like, what what kind of thought went into this? It kind of reminded me of those, like, the old, um, when you have, like, the music visualizations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's, that's, that's all, all you I got? Am. Yeah. Okay. Well, Patty Steven said, Michelle, start beatboxing. No. No, here, I'll help. That doesn't help. Now I'm just alone. I mean, aren't we all? Um, so uh yeah, so to get kind of get the big thing that's been going on out of the way, um unfortunately, uh, I got bad news from the veterinarian yesterday. Uh I took Chicano in. He had a uh, a new tumor, not where his old tumor was. Uh for those who don't know, he had a tumor on his chest last year that turned out to be cancer. We removed it. It's been 10 months, almost 11 mm-hmm. months, and there's been no reoccurrence, which means it's we're getting to the point where soon we won't have to worry about it coming back. Yeah. Um, once we hit 18 months, they told me, like, then you're not really waiting for it to come back anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's just not coming back. Um, unfortunately, so I found a right before I left for Memphis, I found a new growth on his like kind of his like what you might call his knee, like just on mm-hmm. his leg. It was on the skin of the leg, not like connect connect to the to his actual like bone or muscle or anything, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, as far as, you know, if you're going to have a cancerous tumor, it, it's best to be only attached to skin and not mm-hmm. to um, muscle or, or whatever. So. Uh, The vet was like, unfortunately, that tumor is cancerous. So he has a new cancerous tumor on his leg. Um, The good news is it's very much as far as they could tell with basic testing. Very similar to his last 
cancerous tumor, which means it's not very aggressive and uh, hasn't spread. Um, and there's a high likelihood that removal alone will take care of it. Good. So, um, obviously this is not the, this is not what I wanted to hear. Yeah. So I was not very happy to, uh, hear that he has cancer, uh, again. Yeah. But it does overall, the prognosis is positive. It does look good for him. So, and, uh, and I want to make sure I preface this because Chicano's had a lot of health problems in the last year and a half. The one blessing through all of his health problems is he's never been aware of them because mm-hmm. it's never anything that hurts him. Yeah. The tumors don't hurt. Uh, his heart murmur doesn't hurt and his heart murmur is doing great. By the way, they listened to his heart yesterday. and They were like, man, he sounds, he sounds fine. So, um, but yeah, so he's fine. He's just napping on the couch right now. Um, and not really worrying about anything. Um, and, and also he's getting really good naps because I have to give him Benadryl for a week. So he's been just napping like a total champ, you know, just, Aww. just sleeping it up, baby. Um, but he'll, he'll very likely be fine. Um, because this is the second time he's had cancer on his skin. Um, I've already been to an oncologist and spoken to the specialists and I know how it works. I, I, you know, that we, you know, we have options like we can proactively do chemotherapy, but I've been trying to avoid that because chemotherapy is not very pleasant, but also Mm -hmm. it's very expensive and not necessarily necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, The oncologist, when she looked at the situation, she was like, you know, she was like, well, you could just go right into chemo. And I was like, is, you know, would it be okay to wait and see if it comes back? And she's like, oh, definitely. You could definitely wait. It's just that if it does come back, you'd want to do another surgery and then go right into chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that makes sense to me, you know? So I'm, um, and, and it's a, it's a centralized chemotherapy. They would inject the drugs directly into the area that's infected to try to focus the cells it kills. Okay. So he wouldn't get super sick. He'd probably just get itchy. Yeah. Um, you can also give general uh, chemotherapy, which is just pills, and those do make them a little sick. They're a lot cheaper, um, and the plus side of those is they're cheaper and like they would fight all cancer in his whole body if mm-hmm. he has any. But that's a pretty unpleasant circumstance. Yeah. So. So what I'm uh, yeah so my credit card will gently weep, and Chicano will be fine. So, but uh, yesterday that was a pretty hard thing to hear. Um, today I'm doing a lot better with it. Um, Chicano just thinks that I decided to be nice cause I give him blocks of cheese now, which is just full of Benadryl. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, David DeNoyer commented, I turned off Siskel and Ebert for this JK. Hope you both are well. I was going to say, where would you turn off Siskel and Ebert? Were you just like kicking back on your lunch break in 1997? <laughs> like what on earth? Um, and uh, Patty said, poor Chicano. Yeah, he's doing okay though. He and I had a nice cuddle yesterday. Um, sending you and the pups, my love. Thank you. Wolfie is just sleeping by my feet right now. So she's, Aww. she's happy. And Chicano sleeping on his couch, which is his. Um, David commented, he's a good boy and at least it's looking good. Thank you, David. Um, and then Patty said, I'm on a uh, chemo pill for the rest of my life. If I had to pay for it, it's super expensive. 
Yeah, I can only imagine the yeah. the chemo pills that we would put Chicano on to do a full treatment would just be a lot less than the localized treatment is about three thousand dollars. Henwolf just let out a big groan. I don't know if it picked up. It on is the mic a lot of money. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wolfie's like, oh, gotta pay for this crap. Meanwhile, Wolfie's like, also, just want to let you know, I need my teeth cleaned, so that's going to be like 700 bucks. Oh. And I'm like, thank you, Wolfie. <laughs> just just remember, I have very bad teeth. I'm like, oh, God. Um, so, yeah, we have Chicano scheduled for August 30th to get his, um, to get his uh, tumor removed, and we're going to get his teeth cleaned, because it's Might cheaper well. to do them together while he's under anesthesia. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't want to make it all dour and sad. It's just that that was, um, you know, a big part of this week. Yeah, yeah. So um, why are you making a face, Michelle? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, how am I supposed to know why I'm making a face? Um, I had uh, right before the show, because I do live a, as we talked about, a fast paced rock and roll lifestyle. I had a uh, HVAC technician here to do a cleaning and maintenance check on my air conditioner. Cool. Um, it, it is cool. It's literally cool. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he did maintenance on it and cleaned it. He said it really needed a cleaning, which made me a little annoyed because I paid another company before. And I guess they don't do a very good job. Yeah, that's never good. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me because he didn't come to me and go like, man, it's so dirty. Here's more charges. He just was like, man, I really needed that. But now it should be functioning. I think he said it was like functioning just at less than 100 percent efficiency for itself, Mm -hmm. but not like so super bad or anything. Um, But uh, he did warn me that he saw one issue in my uh, air conditioner that he wanted me to keep an eye on. Uh, he, He said my air conditioner is in good shape. But that the uh, dual capacitor is probably going to go in a year or so. You should know what a dual capacitor is, Michelle. I I don't know. Literally everyone knows what a dual capacitor is. How do you not know what a dual capacitor is? Haven't you been a homeowner for like a really long time? Oh, you know, that doesn't have air conditioning. I mean, you have units. You just don't have central air. I don't have dual capacitors. Oh, you can't. You're like, that's too. I only have single capacitors. Exactly. Single working mom capacitors. I don't have dual capacitors. That's from a point of privilege. Mm -hmm. Um, No. So the the capacitor, it's just a it's just a a element that helps keep uh, the electrical functions of the air conditioner working efficiently. Mm -hmm. He said that. It could sh- it could go bad in one of two ways. It'll either when it does go, it'll either stop powering the compressor or stop powering the fan. Oh, so but if neither wa- is good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So I didn't do it today because I'm a little on the broke side, and it was three hundred and twenty dollars, which is not horrible for an air conditioner that basically cost me nothing for the last twelve years. <laughs> Like it's cost me very little. So I'll be doing it. Just not today. I just need to kind of organize my expenses. 
it's one of those things. Um, if it does stop powering either, either of those, you're going to know right away. Cause yeah. you're not going to have cold air. So exactly. Oh, he said the only other thing would be if I notice I'm not getting any cold air and then I go out to the machine and there's uh, frost on it. Uh-huh. If I find frost outside, that means it's definitely done. Um, yeah. the capacitor. So I'll probably get a new one in a few weeks or a month or so. It was one of those things where he was like, I can't tell you, you need to replace it. All I can tell you is it's not going to last for like very long. He mm-hmm. was like, it could give you another year or it could go out as soon as I leave. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, fair enough. Um, I mean, with how hot the last few months have been, it's definitely been getting its, uh, you know, it's definitely been earning its keep. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Patty Steven said, uh, oh, she's replying to David Denoyer. I used to read Gene Siskel's column in TV Guide. Nice. Oh, are uh, you game is in the chat. He said, good day, all. Good to see you, brother. So that is my adventure in HVAC for the day. Um, he also recommended that I have because he did take a quick look at the furnace and he was like, definitely have somebody take a look at it right when winter starts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. which I already do. Thank goodness. Um, I had another service provider in Dayton that I paid a yearly contract to, to do my maintenance at the beginning of the winter and the beginning of uh, summer. And the fuckers just never showed up. Like I would call them. And this was like a good known HVAC company that has like commercials on television and stuff. This doesn't mean they're good. Well, well what I mean is they're not, uh, it's not like a rinky dink uh, operation it like they have like you know a fleet of people yet uh, they never scheduled the appointments I would have to call them and be like hey it's the end of November and you guys haven't done this and then they'd be like oh well, when do you want us to come out and I'm like uh oh do you need to get off to take the phone call okay sorry guys Michelle is super is super important and has to answer her phone um so uh uh let's see david denoyer commented and said siskel and ebert had some of the classic classiest burns that's true um david denoyer said does the hvac company start with an s uh no it does not start with an s uh it starts with a t so um and then patty said incompetent people with an excuse me eye rolling emoji so I was going to say before I was interrupted by silence on the other end of the line, which is always a little <laughs> concerning, um, uh, that for my experience dealing with like repair companies and, you know, like, like HVAC people and plumbers, the mm-hmm. smaller organizations tend to be um, better at not lying to you and yeah. coming when they're supposed to and i don't think that that's because evil corp you know large corporations are bad i think that that's just because there's so much um you have so many more people involved sure so there's a lot more room for people to do like a really poor job yeah um so i've always like if i see like you know like a billboard that's like this whatever company i'll be like that's fine you guys can i'll just find <laughs> the person down the street to do it well, see, the funny thing is I've had not, not with HVAC, but in general, I have the opposite experience a lot. Like it'll be some local joint that I really want to give my business to. Mm-hmm. And they'll just be like, yeah, we did a bad job. And you're like, well, I want to complain. I'm like to who I'm the owner. Fuck you. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, like, yeah. so that's the one thing is like, it's like, at least if you, as annoying as Walmart can be in many, 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 many ways, 
at least if you complain, they generally do something, you know, like, cause they're, they have, uh, you know, expectations they're trying to fill. Um, so, uh, oh God, Patty Stevens said better silence than heavy breathing on the other line. At least then I could be like, hi, what, what do you want? <laughs> Stop breathing so I can help you. Yeah, that would be what it would be like. Um, yeah. David DeNoyer said, hey, now watch what you say about HVAC people, Michelle. David's dad does own a small HVAC company with, I think they have nine, nine techs or eight techs or something. I like think that. I just said good things about your HVAC business for it's a small company. <laughs> Uh, are you game commented said I went all winter before last with no heat and most of summer without AC at the shop because of issues. Long story. It sounds awful. Um, yeah, I luckily that was not the problem. The big problem I had with this place was I would call them and be like, you guys didn't book the maintenance that I pay. I pay you guys so that I don't have to think about it. You'll call me and be like, we'd like to schedule a maintenance for this, you know, the week of the whatever, what day works mm -hmm. for you. And that's what they're supposed to do. Cause they did it once one time they called me to schedule it every other time I would call and be like, um, I have an invoice that says I paid you for a year of, uh, <laughs> of scheduled maintenance for this year. And you guys haven't come. And now it's winter, like it's full blown winter. And then they'd be like, Oh, well, when do you, when do you want to go? Um, you know, where do you want to go or when do you want us to come? Sorry. I was reading the chat like a dummy. Um, but, uh, I let myself get distracted. No, but, uh, you'd be like, you know, when do you want us to come? And I'd be like, uh, a month ago. Like, like I, like the whole point of me paying you in advance for these services is so I don't have to think about it as much, mm -hmm. you know, cause this guy came and did my service today and he charged literally half of what I paid per year to that place, which means that if I have him do the furnace too, I'm going to pay the same as my yearly expense, but I'll just yeah. call and do it myself. Yeah. <sighs> but, um, the other thing was, and I remember I told this to the, the person on the phone. I was like, I just want to point out that you folks have consistently forgotten to render me service, but you've never forgotten to charge me ever. You've always charged me that friggin' $140 or whatever it is, or $180 or whatever it is, but you don't remember to render services. Jerks. Um, Patty Stevens said, when, I, when my HVAC guy retires, I'm going to cry. He's so good. So I have a funny story about that, actually. This show's just about HVAC now. Okay. Um, so I had... I'm, I'm not, I almost said his name. Even though he's, he's retired, I could, but I'm not going to. But we had at the house a, a uh, HVAC guy that he was just a sole proprietor. He just had one van, you know, that's it. And he handled our heating and cooling needs from like 1999 until about three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. And like I said, one man shop, you would, you know, you'd call him uh, at his home and he would, you know, book the thing and come and do it. But the opposite was true. He sucked. He was yeah. so bad. And I used to, I know this is so mean. I used to like the guy. I'd known him since I was like a teenager because he would take over when I started living in this house by myself and he would come and, and do work. And I, and I, I found out like when I started having to pay for him, um, I found out that he was really expensive, mm -hmm. like more expensive than other people. And 
this is the thing that really took took the cake. My mother was like, make sure you buy filters from him. You know, he'll he he can supply you with filters for the uh, for the uh, HVAC because our our filter size is weird and he always keeps them in stock for us because, you know, they're a weird size. So I paid for the filters and it was like $70 for a box of filters. They were at Walmart for $26, the exact filters we need. Now I just buy them on Amazon. Yeah, I don't. He was Your charging like three size. times what the cost was at the store. Well, he had to get them, but you know? We, but we paid that for like over a decade. Yeah. And then the, the, the piece de resistance is I didn't get mad at him for overcharging on the filters. I got mad at him for suggesting that we would have trouble finding them. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, he, if he was just like, hey, I have filters. Do you guys just want to buy filters for, for me? That's totally fine. But yeah, yeah you but he was like, these are hard like to come by. Mm. They're just in the filter aisle at yeah. Walmart. So I started buying like, uh, you know, like 20 of them at a time because they were so cheap. You know, like I just keep a ton in the garage. Mm -hmm. So, so then, so then I wasn't that mad. I was like, you know what? At least he, he's, you know, reliable and yada, yada, yada. Well, then, uh, we had my, oh yeah, it was, it was around Thanksgiving. My heater just stopped working and it was kind of an emergency a little bit. It was getting cold out and I called his number, the number I've always called to schedule him and his wife answered which sometimes she did. And I said, Hey, I need to talk to so-and-so cause I want to schedule an appointment. And I, I'm, I kid you not. She went, he's retired and hung up. It's like, yeah. I understand he's retired then, but like you don't have a colleague to recommend. Like usually they do when somebody mm -hmm. retires, they're like, Hey, just so you know, I'd recommend so-and-so or this, or I've heard good things about this place. Or, you know, whatever. But that was the final straw. I was like, what a dick. Like, I, we've been paying him for decades. Mm -hmm. um, yuck. Anyway, so... Well, I, I mean, it was that a, was his wife and not him. No, it's so. true. But it's just like, why would his wife think that it's okay to treat... Um, why would his wife think that it's okay to treat a customer, a former customer like that? You know, it's just shitty. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Patty Stevens said maybe he left her. That would be funny. He's um, like still just doing a track and the divorced. <laughs> oh no, that would be the worst if he was still in business. Yeah. Uh, and I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. uh, Jay Bayless said, yay, capitalism. It, well, uh, since I was able to fire him at my choosing, it is a yay capitalism because I had options. I just was being lazy. Lazy capitalism is the worst kind of anything. Um, although lazy capitalism is better than lazy socialism. Cause then, cause lazy socialism is like, ah, I can't line up all the farmers and kill them today. I just want to sit on the couch and eat chips, but <laughs> that's good socialism. <laughs> exactly. But it's lazy socialism. That's yeah. what I said is lazy. It's good. It's the good form. Cause it's like, ah, I know we should get all the college educated people and round them up and throw them in a river full of alligators or crocodiles. But, uh, I don't know. I'm finishing Better Call Saul on Netflix, so I'll just see if I can get to it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> um, oh, God. David Denoyer said, or was it him and he never had a wife? Oh, no. 
that's no, but that's not possible because every time I talked to him when he would come and work with me, he mm-hmm. would consistently say, "Oh, hold on, that's a call from my wife who definitely exists and is not a figment of my imagination." So why would it? Why would he lie like that? Yeah, so specifically I mean, and unprompted. Yeah, that's oddly specific. Yeah, so there's no way that it was like some kind of uh, Norman Bates thing because he literally was like, "She definitely exists and is not just." Uh, a figment of my imagination that I put on makeup and talk into the mirror as. And I was like, oh, well, I totally understand. Thank you. I for, also for don't clarifying. do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jay Bayless makes a fair point. He said, in her defense, you were probably the 50th call she'd take. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he also could have sent a mailer out or something to let his customers who like kept him in business for 40 years know he was retiring. Yeah. That's the thing is it was a total surprise. Um, and again, I don't want to, he was not, he was really expensive and the filters were silly, but other than that, he was fine. It's so just he, like, I don't find myself going, man, I wish he was still around. Patty Stevens said, I do that all the time. Don't judge. <laughs> but yeah, so his wife has to exist because he even said so unprompted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, um, Michelle, mm-hmm. you had a home inspection this week. Yeah. And you had a bunch of home inspections uh, last week. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you were maggoty with home inspections last week. Yeah. Just look at me now. No more. Forever. <laughs> that's what you say every time. I know. Like, well, that's all that they'll be. It's going to be true. <laughs> you're, you're like, damn it. Hold on. You just like cancel the phone number and stuff. You're like, there, look, it's not working anymore. <laughs> um, so how was the inspection yesterday? Um, It was okay. Um, Except that like. I got to find out that sometimes when you have a stone foundation, it, it can also deteriorate in your hands like sand. Ugh. Yeah. Like you touch it and it just comes apart in your hands. That seems worrisome. It, it definitely shocked me because I wasn't aware <laughs> that they do that. Yeah. And then I had to like come home and be like, what the hell just happened? Cause I was like, <laughs> and the woman was with me the whole time. I was like, look, it's it's just coming apart. I'm like, I don't know why you would want to do that. So <laughs> so apparently it's at least partially made out of sandstone. And sandstone is made out of really compressed sand. And then eventually it just comes apart. That doesn't seem like smart building material. It really doesn't. Um, I, I of course, like I was talking to my sister about it because, you know, she does historic restoration building things yeah um (laughs) um and she said that stones that sandstone foundations are not common around here but that's what it is so personally at one point i'm more of a fan of lollipop uh foundations they're house foundations made of lollipops no. It's really nice. They're they're nice. They're sleek. They look great. It's just that eventually it all gets dissolved by water and animals licking it. Exactly. So, so oh, but that's a big a tisket a tasket. It's fine. I, I mean, I guess if you no, because then you're gonna get other things too. You're gonna get insects. It's gonna be just flies swarming all over it. What you don't like when flies? It gets wet. 
Not really. Oh, oh, la di da, Madam Fancy Pants. Uh, David Denoyer said Slauson's HVAC service. <laughs> oh God, you've never seen Tourist Trap, I don't think. That's a terrifying horror movie. I would love, I would love to show that to you sometime. Um, yeah, it's a terrifying flick. Patricia Stevens said, "I feel like a stone foundation at times." Oh, you feel sturdy, except I, I for that. I think she meant a sand foundation, and oh. now you made everyone feel bad, Michelle. Um, <laughs> Babette Bombshell said, "Looking good, folks. Good to see you, Babette. Nice to hear from you." Uh, Jay Bayless said, "Lollipop foundations. Too much temptation to eat the foundation." <laughs> But, but it's so good. It's so good. Uh, are you game side? I lived in a house and the foundation was just falling away. It was mostly stones. That's impressive. Normally stone foundations are actually pretty good and yeah. last like the longest because they're just rocks. But, you know, they sometimes they don't. Mm. And then uh, Babette Bonchel said, Tourist Trap has an awesome soundtrack. It does, like a really, really good soundtrack. Um, and then Alexander Hurd said it was the first movie on Joe Bob's original drive-in. That's true. On the marathon that brought Joe Bob Briggs back on Shudder, the first film he showed was Tourist Trap. Oh. It's, about, it's a movie about living mannequins. It's very creepy. Huh. Maybe I should show you the trailer. See if it gets us taken down. Or the screen will just freeze. That's fine, too. They're all good options, you know. Um, but I'm glad that you've been inspecting. Hopefully, you'll get some more leads and calls very, very soon. Um, so that's the hardest part about owning your own business. Mm -hmm. I had someone actually send me, uh, like, through my website, uh, like, a quote request just a couple hours ago. Um but I emailed her and I called her, but her number was busy, which I didn't uh -oh. even know happened. <laughs> Landline. So, uh, yeah. So who knows? Maybe if I try again later, she'll be real. And then I'll. Maybe you can will her to exist. Because, I mean, you just said that she definitely exists and it's not just you pretending to be a customer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, Patty Stevens said the first few minutes of tourist trap is the best though. Tourist trap has an incredible opening, very creepy, highly memorable. Um, are you game says it was well below the water table and it flooded once when the pump gave up, uh, nothing like standing in a, ba or when the pump gave up, nothing like standing in a basement in like three feet of water. Yeah. Yeah. I, those are the moments I'm glad I have a slab foundation and don't have a basement is little moments like that. Like when I hear people's horror stories about flooding basements, I'm like, okay, that makes me a little happier. Cause I usually, tr I really would like to have a basement, but mm -hmm. they're nice. If, yeah. Well, for sure. Shut up. You and your basement, you have a really cool base. It's like a basement, but then it's like split level. Cause like, isn't it? It's like not underground on the other side of your house. Right, because my foundation, because not my foundation, but I'm on a slope. I'm on an incline or a decline, so part of it is above. Yeah. Yeah, so it's almost like a split level on one side and a basement on the other. Because mm -hmm. my mom's house is like that. I mean, well, not with the land up front, but I mean, like, it's like that. Like, when you walk in, you either go downstairs or upstairs, but there's no mm -hmm. middle stairs. So it's not really a basement downstairs because it's only, yeah. it's basically a ground level. Yeah. yeah, it's a split level. Yeah. Yeah. I used a word right. That's yeah. the first time and last time. 
Um, uh, <laughs> Jay Bayless said, quote request, one million dollars. Uh, oh, Babette said, uh, Babette Bombshell said, I saw Henrik at Joe Bob's Jamboree, but didn't get a chance to catch up with him to say hi. Booking a horror convention with monster cosplayers at the same time as Little Girl's Beauty Pageant was hilarious. Yes, we talked about that last time. Wow. That was bizarre. It was funny because I had friends saying, like, you know, I hope you all don't scar those kids for life. And I was like, these kids are scarring us for life. I would, like, get in the elevator and there would just be, like, two parents and, like, uh, and two kids, like, in, like, full-blown, almost clownish, you know, overdone makeup and, like, mm-hmm. gowns. And I'm like, this is weird. They're, like, four. Yeah. Super weird. I already find it creepy when you dress children up um, as little adults anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's just one step too far. And I'm sorry I missed you, Babette. It would have been cool to catch up. Uh, but the jamboree was just wild and crazy, and there was so much going on. Um so uh patty stevens said i have one of those rare dry pittsburgh basements nice do you have do you have i don't know how old your house is but do you have a pittsburgh toilet what is a pittsburgh toilet it's a toilet that's just in your basement and that's called a pittsburgh toilet yeah um i mean it's (laughs) you know like it doesn't it doesn't have like a room associated with it it's just in the basement it's hanging out yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's what makes it a Pittsburgh toilet. It's not in a room on its own. It's just a toilet. A toilet. Yeah. That's connected to the plumbing and everything, but it has, yeah. it's not on its own. It's, it's yeah. just, it's just a part of the basement. Yeah. Is it at least a, like near a wall? It's I don't like know. It's not in the dead center of the I think room, it depends it? on where like it might be in the dead center <laughs> of the room. It's a conversation piece. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, David Denoyer said basements are overrated. Second floor porches are where it's at. Well, yes and no, David. It's not your second floor porch. You live only on the second floor. But high up porches are cool. His Mm -hmm. his second floor porch is really dope. Uh, It's nice to sit out there and hang out, even if he had the most uncomfortable chairs known to man out there. Um, Alexander Hurd says Danhausen match tonight on AEW for the FTW belt. I saw that. I would be very excited to see if Dan Housen were to win a title belt. That's barely technically a real title. It's mostly a joke, but well, not a joke. Joke's not the right word, but it was like a title established by a wrestler, not by a wrestling company originally FTW, but which stands for F the world. Um, oh, back when stand for, for the win. Yeah. Do you have no idea when for the win became a thing? So because I grew up around bikers so much, I only knew FTW as F the world because that's what it meant on like all of their patches and tattoos. So when people would be like, yeah, Velveeta shells and cheese FTW, I would be like, what? (laughs) Why are you so angry at the world? To be fair, I also knew it as fuck the world first. Uh, I I had hoped because we're similar ages. So uh, Babette Bonchel said they were creepy AF referring to the little the little girl's beauty pageant. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, Jay Bayless said, replying to David Denoyer, yes, you can dump boiling oil on anyone approaching you do not want to see. That's true. Like, having a, a, a second floor balcony kind of uh, 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 porch definitely allows excellent siege op- options. When the when they come to invade your house, you're like, all right, time to get Kevin McAllister murderous up on this bitch. Um, 
Patty Stevens said, I don't have a Pittsburgh toilet. The reason that Pittsburgh toilets are in the basement is because the mill workers would come through the basement so they wouldn't get the main floor dirty. There are also basements that have showers and full bathrooms. That makes so much sense. Yeah. That's really cool. And it means that the term Pittsburgh toilet is a real thing and not just Michelle being hateful. She does that sometimes. Uh, Babette said, I once lived on the South side of Chicago and had a whole speakeasy discovered behind a wall in my basement glasses still set up with chairs on the tables as if ready to open. Wow. That's really cool. That's super duper cool. Uh, are you game said, I love my basement. It's a finished basement with all my cool shit down there. Cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I, well, I, I live alone in my house though. So I, I have three bedrooms to just ruin with my nerddom. Uh, <laughs> and a garage. Um, Patty Stevens said, uh, my house was built in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jeff McClellan, uh, Jeffy's in here. He said, when I was in the Marine Corps, we always said FTS, uh, you know, fuck the suck. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, FTW. Um, a lot of people have been joking that if Danhausen wins the FTW title, he'll have to come up with a new meaning for FTW because one of his catchphrases is no swearing oh. because he wants to, the, the joke is that Danhausen never swears and doesn't allow other people to swear because he's always planning to be on television because he has to become very famous so that he can get lots of human monies. So that's, that's, I mean, that's literally what he says. He's like, I have to become very famous, very rich, very evil. You know? So, <laughs> Oh, Dan Housen. It was so cool meeting him. He was very nice. Good. He was very nice, Housen. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So hopefully that person who emailed your website will come through. We'll see. Yeah. So how are you liking your new microphone? Um, I, I think it's, it's probably fine. Like I can't hear it right now. Oh yeah. You don't, you don't monitor yourself. No, it would be very hard for me to do that and stay sane. Oh um, gosh. You can't handle monitoring yourself. I can't, I don't want to hear myself. It's bad enough. I hear myself in the environment. <laughs> See, that's where I'm completely the worst. I, I, you know, quote me on this. I love the sound of my own voice. So <laughs> I don't mind hearing myself. Granted, I'm much lower in the mix than you are on my headphones. Like mm-hmm. I just barely hear myself to make sure I'm not like popping explosives or whatever, which you've been really good on explosives today. Great. Uh, considering that it's uh, unprotected right now, like it's 1981 or something. Um, Babette bombshell commented. Dan Housen's girlfriend was gorgeous. His wife. Yeah, no, she was incredibly beautiful. Dan Housen's wife is a burlesque performer and like, uh, and like a, a different kind of dancer and stuff like that. So she's just very, very beautiful and very glamorous um, and super nice, super nice, but Canadian. Oh, wow. Everyone has their flaws. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one flaw is not that bad. So we'll allow it this one time. So, but no, I think you sound awesome on the new mic. So. Good. Good. I'm glad. So, uh, yeah, um, I'll have to make you listen back afterward, you know, as you like, you like kick no, and scream. No, no. no. I'm like, Michelle, no. you've got to listen to the show. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, sorry. I, I am kind of exhausted. I've definitely been worrying about my dog and worrying about 
just getting a lot of stuff done mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, there's some exciting developments going on at Weekly Spooky, and they've been keeping me really busy. Weekly Spooky, my other podcast, um, one that's not recorded live, uh, it just uh, recently signed, kind of signed. We, we got brought into a deal with what's called Spreaker Prime. Spreaker is the podcast division of iHeartMedia. And they reached out to us offering us uh, at Weekly Spooky a free membership to their highest plan, which would allow us to publish episodes, use all kinds of special features to track our audience and earn ad revenue, which is a huge deal because Weekly Spooky has been on for almost three years and it's earned not a lot of ad revenue. Um, it's earned a little bit of revenue thanks to Patreon and thanks to selling merchandise, but by and large, it's been in the red for three years, but it's also like the most fun thing in the world. I love doing weekly spooky. I love reading scary stories, let alone, um, uh, let alone, you know, talking, you know, reading them out loud. I just enjoy it a lot. So, uh, Oh man, why does it say, uh, it always says podcast user, uh, on like some people, oh, I don't know Facebook who podcast user? user is or face, sorry, podcast, Facebook user. Yes. Jeez. Michelle's always such a stickler for details. Sorry. Um, but no, uh, I, I apologize. I can't name you by name. Cause all it says is Facebook user, but you said, Oh wow. Congratulations on the podcast bump. Thank you very much. So, I don't want to say supposedly that sounds too negative, but according to the rep at iHeartMedia, media podcasts that join this, uh, Spreaker prime, tend to have a growth in listenership because there is some promotion and just the fact that we can earn a little bit of money. We're not pulling in tons of dough yet, but we're pulling in enough that it's like, it's like, wow. And I'm not paying for uh, hosting services anymore, which is cool. Like it's free. Yeah. So, um, Oh, it's David Ostagai. Uh, yeah. I don't know why it's not showing you, man. Uh, I apologize. Um, on RU Games said, I met Danhausen pre-AEW. Super cool cat. Yeah, I was a big fan of his before he was in AEW. Um, I was on his Patreon and stuff like that. Very cool guy. Um, very nice, very evil guy. So, <laughs> uh, Sorry, I keep like trying not to burp into the microphone. I ate lunch way later than I meant to because the uh, HVAC guy ran late. Oh. And I didn't know how long every... See, gosh, excuse me. I didn't know how long it was going to take. So I tried to put mm-hmm. off eating lunch until he left. And then it became clear that he was going to be leaving by like one forty-five. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll just uh, eat my lunch while I'm waiting on him, which mm-hmm. in hindsight makes more sense. I should have just done that. So I ate, yeah, I ate lunch. Like I usually try, it's like swimming. I try not to podcast an hour until an hour after I've eaten. Um, and when I don't, this is what happens. Also, what I ate had a lot of garlic in it. So I've been enjoying these burps. It's They're really excellent oh, burps. Okay. Um, high quality, um, modest quantity, you know, good, good, good healthy American burps. So, uh, <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm just goofy as hell today. But no, so I'm very excited about that on Weekly Spooky. So speaking of... Uh, So we're expanding Weekly Spooky a little bit. And the first, well, the first thing I'm going to announce here is we are going to be expanding into doing bonus shows throughout the month. So you'll still have Weekly Spooky on Wednesday, which will be the main spooky show. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, David Ostagai, I assume, said, uh, add some hummus to the burp. Yum. Uh, <laughs> hummus burps are very garlicky. If you, make them, if you make the hummus right, it should have so much garlic it hurts. Um, so uh, we're adding bonus shows. So Weekly Spooky will now have the main show on Wednesdays, but then little bonus shows. And one of the first ones we're going to be launching is called Terrifying and True. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a kind of true crime slash paranormal slash folklore podcast where we'll where there will either be a conversation about some folklore or like a, a, a we're going to read like a research piece about the folklore to like kind of fill you in which i think is going to be really really fun yeah um once we find the right writers it's that's been the big challenge we have some people working on scripts right now but it's just totally different than the weekly spooky podcast where it's you know a scary story every week which by the way michelle you owe me a scary story you haven't written one in like a year yeah i know Come on. Maybe. Right? Scary story. Okay. It's spooky. Um, I re-listened when I was setting up the new pod, the podcast on the new service. I listened to Welcome to Tiny Christmas, Iowa again. That story's oh, great. Yeah. That's nice. so good. Shut the hell up or I'll fucking kill you. The natural reaction she has when there's noise outside. Because <laughs> she's from New York. Um, And then... There's another bonus show, but I'm not going to plug it this week because okay. it's a surprise. So we'll talk about that next week. But um, okay. I'm actually going to wrap things up here because I need to get back onto something else. And Michelle has somewhere to be it for or something to do it for. Yeah. Someone wants to sell me something it for. <laughs> ah, excellent. Well, thanks everybody for hanging out with us. I really do appreciate it. And we will see you next Wednesday unless Michelle ends up too important for all of us. Uh, Jay Bayless said, Michelle doesn't strike me as a horror writer. Then again, that may mean she's the greatest horror writer. She's very good. Go to weeklyspooky.com. There's a search function. Just search Michelle and you'll find her stories. So uh, until next time, everybody, thank you. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time. <laughs>